Northern Brewer is the proud sponsor of the Brewing Network's Jamil Show. They have the widest selection of domestic and imported malts and grain, hops from all over the world, and a full line of liquid and dry yeast. No matter what style of beer you're brewing, Northern Brewer has the ingredients you need, plus fast shipping and expert staff to help you make the best beer possible. Please visit northernbrewer.com for all things homebrew. All homebrewers have a favorite commercial beer, but not everyone can make it. Welcome to the show that teaches you how, where you can challenge two masters, Jamil Zainashev and Tasty McDole. This is the Jamil Show. Can you brew it? Now here's Jamil. Hey, howdy, hey, my brewing brothers and sisters. Back for another exciting episode of Can You Brew It? It'd be really exciting if there were a lot of sisters out there, you know? There are. There huh? are. Really? You know, hey, as a matter of fact, uh, I'm loading up the Pope Mobile, taking a, taking a drive out to the NHC this year. Going to leave here like June 6th. Gonna, gonna oh, take, now you're uh, telling me the details. Eight days to drive out to, uh, to Minneapolis. And along the way, really, there's a uh, a, a woman's uh, homebrew club that uh, has uh, contacted me about mm. uh, coming out and uh, hanging out with them at one of their meetings. Nice. Yeah. You know, do they wear pants? Uh, I don't know. Oh, they're optional at my club. <laughs> there you go. The the club of no pants. Yes. What yes. state? What state's that club in? Colorado. I think they're out oh. around Longmont. They're active in Colorado. That's good. <laughs> Mm. They're saying they got uh, 20, 20 some odd members, so pretty cool. It is cool. That's think, a nice uh, size club. Yeah, yeah. I like nothing better than a nice size club. <laughs> All right. So uh, yeah, I'm oh, gonna gonna check that out. So there's plenty of uh, brewing sisters out there. That's great. Absolutely. Well, there's twenty. Uh, not as of. not as not as many <laughs> as we would like, but uh, you know, there's no reason you know that uh, the the. Uh, Hobby should be dominated by uh, men. No, I prefer the, that. Those that I know that brood or love it. I mean, yeah. You prefer being dominated by men? No, I said I prefer if it was not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. If it was not. Okay. I'm pretty sure you had it right the first time. <laughs> right. Yeah, that okay. would make uh, NHC much more interesting. Yeah, it but would. That, it would. So uh, yeah, it'd be nice to uh, go out there and and meet up and have a good time. And as a matter of fact, if you've uh, got some sort of homebrew club meeting or something that's along that route, I'll be uh, kind of uh, uh. posting some details on that once I get to figure out who's going and uh, you know when we're leaving and, and when we're getting there, so what cities we'll be in. And uh, I'll get that out there and everybody come by and say hi. Eight, have a beer. Eight days is what you said? Eight days, 15 breweries. Wow, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to bring a little like flip video camera or do some uh Yeah, yeah, probably recording or something. Bring a video camera of some kind. Great. Yeah. It'd be cool, man. I think so. I'm going to have a have a great time. Peter Simons definitely is is joining on the on the trip. Uh a friend from Australia. Mhm. You going to pick him up? Flying in. He's oh, flying, flying in to uh yeah, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to swing by Australia. <laughs> That's one sweet RV yeah. he's got. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, motorized. And then he's going to then he's going to fly out to uh San Francisco. Uh, and then uh, we head up to uh, my place up near Sacramento, and off we are, off we go. Hmm. Great, Bingo. good road trip. Yeah, yeah, 
it it should be a wild old time. I'm I'm looking forward to it. And then uh, to cap it off uh, when we get to uh, Minneapolis. Uh, I might be doing some sort of a, an appearance at uh, Northern Brewer. Oh, oh, well, our good sponsor uh, back again by yeah. popular demand. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> well, they they at least said I could come by and you know have a beer if I didn't get. Oh, no, they wouldn't throw you out like this that. time. I yeah, see. Okay. Yeah. yeah, if I didn't cause too much trouble okay. or, <laughs> last yeah. time, yeah, right. yeah, just stand off to one side. <laughs> um, they're going to watch you around the cash. Give your fucking so. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Don't talk to the customers. Don't disturb people while they're trying to shop. Yeah. In uh, fact, here, push this broom around. Yeah. Sweep up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, Northern Brewer, our fine sponsor for this show, uh, has been for almost four years now. So uh, if you get a chance and you like uh, what we do here, uh, swing by northernbrewer.com. And uh, at the very least, send them a nice email telling me you appreciate that they, they spend money uh, uh, supporting this program so you don't have to pay for it. And, uh, you know, if you get a chance, buy some. They got all sorts of good stuff there and uh, good stuff that you can use to brew these beers that we cover. They're spending a bunch of time working with us right now, too, because they're our main point person there for BNA5. Yeah, Had yeah. a conference call with them today. Those guys are working hard. It's going to be a great event. <laughs> yeah. And so they, they don't just support the show. They support the whole network. They're really excited to meet uh, a lot of you listeners out there. Mm-hmm. They saw a little bit of BNA4 out here, um, so they were kind of just excited. Hey, let's do this in Minnesota. So I can't say enough good, yeah, good things about those they're, guys. They're awesome people. Uh, they really really uh do a lot for home brewing and uh very helpful very generous very kind with their time and and uh, resources so and they're handsome <laughs> they're all go. very handsome that's, people that's right <laughs> most of them well most of them not that juno guy <laughs> yeah, see he's ugly, my favorite ugly, is he yeah. he's mine too. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> juno he might be the nicest one but boy is he ugly oh yeah we need uh, Northern Brewer trading cards. Got hit with the ugly stick. <laughs> yeah. I got two Junos. Can <laughs> I get a Michael idea. from you? Maybe we'll have those no, at the party. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At Dawson. Now he's the hot one. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Dawson. <laughs> Stop you, in and see him at Northern Brewer. Tell him I sent you. He's the kind of guy that you can bring home to meet Mother. <laughs> yeah. Sidle right up to him and give him a nice caress. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> see how that Justin. goes. Yeah, tell them that's from California. Give them a little reach around from California. <laughs> there you go, Dawson. That's from uh, us to you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say we never did nothing for you. That's right. <laughs> oh, man. Or to you, for that matter. That'd be great. All right. So uh, before we get too far off track, uh, what's our challenge for today? All right. Today, we got a call in from Sean White with his challenge for you. The snowboarder? Hey, what's up, fellas? This is Sean White calling in from Portland, Oregon. I have another beer to request from uh, Captain Lawrence Brewing in Pleasantville, New York. I really love their smoked porter. I think it's a super phenomenal example of a smoked porter. It's To me, it's a very smooth and mellow smokiness and roasty, roastiness. Uh, I, I just really like the fact that it's not overly bitter or harsh or campfirey, but it's a very excellent porter that people can enjoy as a porter. They don't have to be smoked beer aficionados, but it does have a really nice smoked quality. So I, I hope you guys have a great time with this one. Good luck on the beer. And one last thing. Suck it, Jay-Z. Peace. Oh. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Challenge from Sean White. Neil. Everybody wow. gets one cheap shot. Okay. There you go. 
Yeah, uh, and you know, after our our other Captain Lawrence beer that we did, the uh, that extra gold, that was one fantastic freaking beer. Very good. Uh, I love that beer, and so I'm I'm hmm. excited for another Captain Lawrence challenge. So we uh, we contacted uh, uh, Scott at uh, Captain Lawrence, and uh, he again opened the kimono wide <laughs> and uh, helped us out gave us a lot of good information so uh let's do this so take a short break when we come back we'll hear from uh, scott Vicaro, uh, captain lawrence Brun. back after this where were we you stole an oak barrel from the mist of ravenwood and lord zinfandel the avenger is in pursuit do you drop the barrel and run hell no we need it for a flinders red i'm gonna cast pediacacus damnesis on the barrel Sorry, your ghosts are imprisoned in his winery forever. I hate it when Greg's the brewmaster. This sucks! What do we have here? Orville Rodenbach? Buzz off, guy! We got a brew session going. Is that an actual beer? Yeah, I crafted it. I don't really use the dice anymore. I'm a 10th level beer nerd. Are you a 10th level beer nerd? Do you get a long-lasting foam stand when you think about wheat malt? Then you're in good company at Northern Brewer. Northern Brewer has all your beer nerd needs, ingredients, equipment, and knowledge at northernbrewer.com. Plus, fast, cheap shipping, only $7.99 for the contiguous USA. And check out Northern Brewer's huge selection of dorky beer kits, including the pre-prohibition lager. Perfect for steampunk. And the single hop best bitter. Now on cask and 10 forward. Make 10th level at northernbrewer.com. BN Army members, are you looking for a discount on hops? Keep listening. Nico's Homebrew Supply at nicobrew.com has hops by the ounce and by the pound. Choose from varieties like Amarillo, Centennial, East Kent Goldings, Holly Tower, Simcoe, Summit, Tomahawk, Warrior, Willamette, and more. And adding new varieties all the time, many for less than 20 bucks a pound. Whether a couple ounces at a time or an 11-pound bag, all hops are shipped vacuum-sealed and frozen straight to you. Nico's Homebrew Supply offers store-wide $5 flat-rate shipping and won't waste your money on unnecessary overhead or advertising. They're going bare bones and passing the savings on to you. The staff at Nico's Homebrew Supply loves to brew and is committed to keeping homebrewing affordable and accessible to anyone who wants to join in this great hobby. And for a limited time, use coupon code BNARMY at checkout for a brewing network discount. Visit NicoBrew.com. That's N-I-K-O Brew.com for your hops and more. NicoBrew.com, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Nico, listen, our lawyers said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months until the, the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment 10 years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer at Brew Free or Die IPA in the Northeast, Northwest, parts of the Midwest, and Alaska, in cans and on draft. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in a can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Do you support the Brewing Network? Do you brew your own? Are you looking for an economical, fun, and legal way to do both? Subscribe to Brew Your Own magazine and do just that. All year long, Brew Your Own will surprise you, entertain you, 
and educate you with articles on beer and brewing from authors like the Brewing Network's very own Jamel Zaydashev and John Palmer. Each issue is a full pint of brewing techniques, homebrew stories, tips and photos, projects to make yourself, and recipes for the avid home brewer. Get your tough questions answered by Mr. Wizard and polish your style accuracy with Jamel. A portion of every subscription goes to the Brewing Network, so subscribe today at byo.com slash brewing network, or just click the BYO logo on the Brewing Network homepage and support a fantastic hobby and your favorite broadcaster. Brew your own. The How-To Homebrew Beer Magazine. You're listening to the Brewing Network. I'm speaking with Scott Vaccaro, owner-brewer of Captain Lawrence Brewing in Pleasantville, New York. How are you doing this morning, Scott? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing just great. Uh, I'm glad that uh, you can spend the time with us uh, this morning to uh, talk about some of your, your beers. I'm really curious. I don't get uh, Captain Lawrence uh, distributed out here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad to uh, be back on the phone with you guys. Remember the last time uh, we spoke, we uh, I had a quite a good time, and you actually uh, you kept me up pretty late on the East Coast time. So uh, I guess I returned the favor this time and got you up early West Coast time. Right, you were on the Sunday session. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, no, things things are good on the East Coast. Um, we don't ship the beer out to California just yet. Uh-huh. We uh, we're basically New York Metro, and that's it. Okay. Well, you got a lot of passionate fans out there that are willing to ship the beer to us uh, yeah. in order in order to us uh, help them understand how to brew a beer like like beers like you do. Uh, one thing I'm curious about is the name Captain Lawrence and how the brewery got started. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean. Pretty simple, the name. Um, it, Captain Lawrence Drive is the name of the road I grew up on, and uh, I got my start as a home brewer. Um, you know, just went over to my friend's house one day after school, 17 years old, and his uh, dad was making beer on the stove, and that kind of was the catalyst or the catapult that kind of got me into brewing. Um, I asked him if he'd show me how, and you know, somehow my parents agreed to let me, and um, that was kind of my start. And uh, you know, being 17 years old, living at home, um, you know, I'd make up labels on the computer, Captain Lawrence Brewing Company, slap them on Corona bottles, and fill them up with homebrew. So it was just kind of the natural choice when it came time to. Uh, you know, name the official brewery. It was like, all right, just an extension of my home brewery anyway. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, a lot of parents would uh, would say no to somebody uh, 17 years old that wanted to uh, get into brewing. And then uh, uh, did your parents help you get the, the brewery started? Or Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, they've been very instrumental in, uh, you know, helping me along the way in, you know, in all that I've done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, I was homebrewing in high school, and um, I did take a slight detour. I went to Villanova to study accounting for uh, for a year, and that was kind of uh, to follow in my father's footsteps, who was a Villanova grad and an accountant. So, um, you know, a little brief detour, but uh, after, you know, one semester there, it was clear that that was not where I was meant to be. And so, you know, again, my parents helped me out and helped me move to California and uh, got me UC Davis and studied fermentation science. So, I mean, you know, without their help... Uh, you know, at 17 and 18 years old, there's no way I would have been able to mm-hmm. kind of follow my, my brewing path. And what year did, did Captain Lawrence open? We uh, moved into the building in August of 2005 and brewed our first batch of beer, sold our first keg in uh, January of 2006. So mm-hmm. and, January of 2006. Yeah. How many barrels a year are you brewing now? 
Uh, this year, we're probably on pace to do about 4,500. Wow. That's, uh, so, that's good growth. Yeah, yeah, we've been pretty, you know, pretty fortunate. I mean, that's all draft, too. I mean, you know, the bottles make up, you know, less than 1% of what we do at this point. Um, mm-hmm. We did just add a bottling line, so that'll change. But uh, up till you know, a few months ago, everything was getting bottled by hand. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, that, that, that's amazing. Uh, how much were you bottling by hand? Well, we do 200, 250 cases at a clip, you know, and mm-hmm. that's why we didn't do a lot of bottled beers. We did the extra gold once or twice a year. We did the St. Vincent's once a year. You know, the smoke from the oak batches were all, you know, 40, 50, 60 cases. So we didn't do a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it, it seems like another, uh, you know, great success story, uh, you know, from all the stuff I've read. Do you guys have a, a real nice website uh, uh, out there? And it... Uh, has a lot of great information. It's CaptainLawrenceBrewing.com, and uh, I think it's a uh, it's interesting. I see you know food pairing, sensory profiles. I really like that. And uh, yeah, we, we tried to put as much in there as we could. You know, the websites are you know it's an ongoing thing. It's an ongoing battle for me to kind of keep it updated and to add new stuff. And um, you know, I'm, I'm doing my best. I know I'm not doing the best job, but uh, we'll be getting better at that. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we do try to put the new beers up there. We just, you know, added a, f- uh, a feature so that I can adjust. I wouldn't have to call up my website guy. I can easily change this or that, so I can change little things as we change recipes or as, you know, release dates change if we need to. Uh, you know, yeah, little stuff like that. So right, make it a little more interactive. Well, what are your what are your beers uh, that you're brewing uh, currently? Uh, currently, where we do uh, five year round beers, um, we have. Uh, a pale ale, uh, liquid gold, which is a Belgian style gold, uh, so our smoked porter, our imperial IPA, and a brown ale. Um, and then we do throw in, you know, seasonal draft usually. Um, right now it's uh, pumpkin ale. We do a wheat beer in the spring, summer. We do an espresso stout in the winter. So, you know, it kind of rotates. But we do, we keep six draft beers on constantly and uh, throw in the random bottle. So, we did just start bottling our Imperial IPA in uh, 16.9-ounce bottles. Mm-hmm. So that is like our latest, uh, you know, year-round venture, I guess. Our first venture into bottling. Great. And that's, well, you know, everything else has been bottle-conditioned up to this point. And this is actually a forced carbonated, uh, ready-to-drink package. Uh-huh. And uh, the the challenge that uh, we were presented today was uh, your smoked porter. Okay. And uh, I wonder if you could uh, tell us a little bit about that and... Uh, Sure, yeah. Smoke Porter, it's kind of been, uh, you know, something that we've been kind of tweaking even since we opened up. Um, You know, we've been open now, it'll be four years in January. Um, We don't sell a massive amount of it because, you know, it's a draft-only product. Um, We sell, obviously, a lot more of it during the winter than the summer. So it's kind of uh, it's been a work in progress from day one. I mean, we're still playing with the uh, the malts a little bit here and there. We're still tweaking the smoke level. And... um, we're actually going to be brewing it tomorrow, so <laughs> oh, wow. it's, a good time. it's a good time to talk about it. Good timing. And what's the starting gravity on that? Starting gravity um, has been up and down, you know, since <laughs> about sixteen five Plato, sixteen mm-hmm. and a half. Mm-hmm. So that's that's where we like it to come in at. It's come in. Um, I think the last batch came in a little higher than that. We don't uh, we don't always complain, but sixteen um, five is what we're shooting for. Mm-hmm. And IBUs. Uh, I'd be using uh, thirty-five to forty. Mm-hmm. And is that a measured amount or? Uh, that is uh, a homebrew calculation amount, actually. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I, I use, uh, I, I, to be honest with you, I don't even know where I got the calculation. It's the same one I've been using since the beginning, so I'm assuming it's probably out of Charlie Papazian's book. Uh-huh. Um, okay. But, uh, yeah, I do, we haven't really, we haven't sent off any of our beers to be chemically analyzed. So, mm-hmm. again, it's uh, it's what we assume it is. Okay. And the ABV? Uh, ABV, it's a little tougher. Um, or the finishing gravity? The top, finishing gravity, typically around four and a half. Okay. And uh, do you have a guess at the SRM? Uh, I I don't. I, I don't even want to venture a guess. It's it's when you look at it in a pint glass, it's black. That I can tell you. Okay. And uh, about how much carbonation do you shoot for on these? Uh, we go for like 2.4 volumes, 2.45 mm-hmm. in the keg. Okay. If we were going to bottle it, we'd probably go a little bit higher. Okay. And the the malt bill? Uh, one of the nice things about your website is uh, you list uh, uh, a lot of uh, the ingredients for, for most of your beers. I see on the on the smoke porter uh, you're using a, an English pale malt as the best. We, I, I will say that, no, that's actually changed. We're using a mm-hmm. Canadian pale now. Okay. So... I clearly need to go back and update my website, which I should be able to do now. So, Grain Bill, we're looking at uh, Canada Pale. Mm-hmm. Um, we're using some German uh, Best Dark Munich. Mm-hmm. Um, we're using some English uh, Crystal Malt, um, either 77 to 85 uh, Love Bond. Mm-hmm. Um, we're using some uh, German Black Malt and uh, some German Smoked Malt. Okay. And... Uh would you have, I, have, I apologize. And we're actually using some chocolate malt too. <laughs> okay. Would you happen to have percentages for these? Sure. It's a, uh, it's a base malt. I can tell you tomorrow's recipe. We're looking at fifty-eight uh, percent pale, nine percent dark Munich, nine percent crystal, twenty percent smoke, and four percent. Um, it's the Wireman's Carafa Three, the dehusked black malt. And just a spattering of chocolate malt. Okay. <laughs> a few pounds. About a percent. Okay. I'm not sure if those add up to 100 or not, but that's the numbers I have written down. And then the the website also had Vienna, but uh, you don't do the Vienna anymore? We're not using that anymore. Okay. Right, great. And then uh, what sort of uh, mash temp do you do? Uh, we shoot for about 153 to 54. Uh-huh. Um, but again, I, you know, that's one of the things that I always tell people, or at least home brewers, when they come in, you know, when they ask me temperatures, I'm always like, you know, every system's going to be a little different. Right. You know, we we shoot for, you know, we, we change our mash temperature, our mash profile based on where our final gravity is ending up. So, mm-hmm. you know, we'll, we'll, <laughs> if we want it to come up a little higher, we'll just raise it. But yeah, base, base 153, 154. Okay. Uh, do you do single infusion and? Uh, That's it. Single infusion. We got a uh, just a um, insulated mash tun, mash ladder tun. Um, so it's all on strike temperature. And so based on the uh, temperature in the brewery and the temperature of the grain, and mm-hmm. you know, we're going to get different. Uh, we're going to have to use different temperatures on our strike temp to get where we want to be. And we're stirring by hand. There's no rakes. Oh wow! Yeah, it's a pain in the butt. What's what's your batch size? Uh, we have a twenty barrel brew house. So it's probably about as as big as you want to get without having rakes. <laughs> I 
second. You must have some big, beefy arms. Yeah, it's uh, reaching down in there, really stirring it up good. Yeah. And uh, do you do any water adjustments? Uh, we do. We we add, um, well, we don't add to the water. We add directly to the mash. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll slurry it up, uh, calcium sulfate and calcium chloride. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't give you the, uh, I don't have the parts per million on the recipe sheet, but we're using a half pound of each. Mm-hmm. And we're using about 400 gallons of, uh, of hot liquor to mash in. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, uh, how about hops? Hops. That real simple on the, on the hops. I mean, extremely simple. Um, we're using Summit for uh, bittering. First, we use them as first word hop. We, we we add every brew we make. We put in first word hops um, just to you know get as much out of them as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm using. I'm shooting for about twenty nine to thirty bittering units on the uh, on the first word. Mm-hmm. And um, at the end of it all, we uh, put about ten pounds of crystal into the whirlpool mm-hmm. for some real light light aroma um and that's it of all you know the, the smoke porter has probably got the least hop character of any of the beers we make mm-hmm. how long do you tend to uh run your whirlpool uh it takes 13 minutes to fill it out of the kettle mm-hmm. so pumping in 13 minutes and then uh, we let it sit for 15 mm-hmm. okay and uh your your boil time uh 70 minutes mm-hmm Okay, and then uh, what about uh, yeast strain and fermentation temperature? Uh, fermentation temperature typically are sixty nine to seventy. Mm-hmm. Um, we originally were using uh, American Ale two from uh, Y East. Mm-hmm. Uh, we used that for the first three years, I'd say, um, and we were having trouble with um, our higher gravity beers. It was flocking out too quickly. It was just leaving them too malty, and too, they weren't drying out to where I wanted them to be. Mm-hmm. So we switched over to uh, American Ale One, which I guess ten fifty six um, about nine months ago, mm-hmm. ten months ago, mm-hmm. and it's given us the ability to dry out our Imperial IPA um, and our even the smoke porter was was well. It's not dry by any means. It was uh, it was finishing up way too high with the American Ale too. So. Mm-hmm. We had to make the jump. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, do you have any other uh, thoughts or tips for trying to brew this well, beer? Yeah, I mean, we, we've been playing around with, we, we played around with, uh, we were using a lot of chocolate malt when we first designed the beer. We were using about 15% smoked malt when we, were, when we first designed the beer. And what I really found was that uh, the chocolate malt was adding uh, at least I, I think in this in, in our particular beer was adding too much astringency mm-hmm. and too much bite um, to get to the color and the roast level that I really wanted. So we backed off considerably on the chocolate malt and replaced it with this Weyermann's Carafa Three, the de bitter de husk black malt, mm-hmm. and you get a lot of nice roasty character. But you know, and like I said, we just use a little bit of chocolate malt. We're using like you know fifteen pounds or so. Um, and you know, in a batch of beer that has about nineteen hundred pounds in it, mm-hmm. so we're using just a little. We're getting most of our color from the carafa, and um, I think it's made a big difference in the drinkability of the beer and the, you know, the just the, the roasty kind of, you know, dark malt character without an extreme astringency. Um, and the smoked malt, you know, fifteen to twenty percent, well, not a huge jump. Twenty percent is pretty much right at the edge of you know, it's there. 
but it's not in your face like a like a Rauk beer. You know, it's not like you're drinking a really bacony beer. So it it adds, it plays in the background, but it doesn't dominate. Mm-hmm. Oh, your your recipe on the web also had uh, uh, English roasted barley. Yes, we cut that out as well. Mm-hmm. Wow! So you, you cut way back on uh, on those, and and you're going more for a, just a, a mellow, uh, chocolatey. Light roast. Yeah, I mean that first, that recipe on the web was probably one of the first ones we did, and um, you know, again, like I haven't updated it like I said I would, <laughs> and um, yeah, we were. Get, I at least personally, I found that we weren't getting, um, as we weren't getting a clean, you know, roasty mm-hmm. um, character. We were getting too much astringency and too much bitterness out of it, and it just well, I wasn't happy with it, and so. Mm-hmm. Getting away from from those malts and you know using this debitter, dehusked black malt, you get a lot of nice roasty character without you know a lot of astringency. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think uh, you know one of the things that uh, a lot of homebrewers particularly start out with is just trying to you know go with a classic recipe regardless of what the result is. They're like, well, you know, that's what it has to be in order to be this beer. And uh, to brew something in a style, and uh, you know what uh, professional brewers tend to focus on is drinkability. It's like you know, is this the 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 beer that I wanted it to be? Is it you know highly drinkable? Is it something that people would want multiple pints of? That's the beer that you know the pro brewer is going for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no doubt about it. I mean, yeah. you know, I, I'm just brewing. I'm brewing the beer that I want to drink, really, mm-hmm. and so. I wasn't happy with it with the you know with I guess the the classic ingredients as you would say mm-hmm. um you know with all the chocolate and so I just uh I moved away from it and basically got it to where I like the flavor. <laughs> I think I think that's an excellent uh tip for for the listeners is you know uh, don't be afraid to adjust the way to make the beer you want to drink. Yeah, I mean that you know that's the the ultimate goal is to be happy with what you're drinking so mm-hmm. Yeah. Otherwise, why brew it? Why drink it? Yeah, I mean, on a homebrew side, you know, on a homebrew scale, that's exactly, you know, that's what you got to do. And from professional scale, you got to make beer that people are going to buy, or you're going to be in trouble. Right. Right. Well, apparently, so, apparently, you're doing a an excellent job of that. Uh, we're, we're having people. I'm lucky that people enjoy the beer that I like to drink myself. So, mm-hmm. okay, it's been fun. Great. Well, I appreciate your time and. Uh, uh, all the help with with this, I think uh, we're going to have a, an interesting challenge here, and uh, we'll have a lot of fun. Excellent. I hope uh, hope everyone enjoys the uh, the smoked order. Great. Thank you, Scott. Yeah, my pleasure. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of our 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Our Williams Belgian Pale Extract is mashed with pure Belgian two-row malt and a small percentage of Belgian wheat malt for an authentic Belgian character you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out our unique fermenters, two-and-a-half-gallon kegs, paintball tank-based draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and much more. We even have our own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse our vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 3.30 p.m. Pacific time ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. 
Downtown Joe's, located in the historic Oberon Building in beautiful downtown Napa, California, offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. every day. For 15 years at the corner of 2nd and Main, Downtown Joe's has been voted Best Night Spot seven times and Best Brew Pub for the last four years in a row. Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's handcrafted ales, like his Tailwagon Amber Ale and Double Secret Probation IPA, are the perfect accent to Riverside dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. Don't miss the Beer of the Month, special rotating taps, and the BN Army Member Special. Wear your BN gear, get 10% off your beer. Visit downtownjoes.com to make reservations, peruse their extensive calendar of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer food and music downtown joe's the award-winning brew pub where you'll feel at home hi this is push from the brewing network and i want to tell you about the brewmasters warehouse and how you can get 10 percent off your next order i'm a pretty techie guy but i've never seen an online store like this it's awesome Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmasters database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmasters Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmasters Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BN Army in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. When Blickman Engineering set out to design a great brewing stand, they knew it had to be strong, adaptable, and last for a lifetime. The top-tier brewing stand is now proudly available at BlickmanEngineering.com. It grows with your brewing skills and equipment. Start with 5-gallon coolers on its heavy-gauge stainless steel shelves. Then move all the way up to 30-gallon pots on the high-output burner tiers. Speaking of burners, the custom Blickman Engineering top-tier burners are extremely powerful, efficient, and amazingly quiet. They have safety stops to center your pot and they'll last a lifetime and won't rust. The top-tier brewing stand allows virtually infinite combinations from traditional gravity systems to two tiers to completely horizontal. Configure your stand the way you want and have the freedom to change it at any time in the future. Your brewing stand should adapt with you, not force you to learn a new process. Visit BlickmanEngineering.com today to configure your top-tier brewing stand and to find a local Blickman retailer. You'll be surprised with all the flexible features and the competitive price. Start brewing with Blickman from the top tier. Live. Beer Radio. The Brewing Network. The Brewcasters. If you're just starting, don't be discouraged by all this stuff. It's exactly. so easy. Just throw it yeah. together. Dude. Put some sugar and some water and some yeast in there. Yeah. It's beer. <laughs> Now back to the challenge. Can you brew it? All right. So this was uh, a challenge we handed over to our good friend, uh, Mr. Jason Petros, JP. Hi. Hi there. Hi. Uh, you know, he's, he's a big fan of uh, stouts, porters, things like that, oak-aged mm-hmm. beers. And I thought you were a fan of uh, smoked beers as well. But uh, I am. I do enjoy them. Well, I just go. haven't brewed a, a whole heck of a lot of them. All right. Well, so you brewed this one, and uh, during the break, 
Uh, you can probably see it on the uh, the live uh, video feed on uh, Justin TV slash Brewing Network. And uh, we're, we were tasting this and discussing it. And uh, we taste them blind where we don't, don't know what, uh, which beer is in which glass. And uh, let's see here. Let's start with uh, Mr. Moraz. What's your opinion on this? Clone, not clone? I cloned. Good, bad, clone? Cloned, mm-hmm. yeah. They're really close. I was telling you guys earlier, if I had poured me a pint of one in the, um, and then gave me another pint of the next one, I, I could have said maybe the glass was a little warmer or whatever. But they're, they're extremely close. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I thought that was a good, a good uh, measure of whether a beer is cloned. If I poured you a pint of this and said, oh, you know, here's Captain Lawrence Smoke Porter, and you drank it, and then I poured you a pint of the other beer and, you know, handed it to you. Oh, you want another pint? And you drank it. You'd, you wouldn't, know you wouldn't say anything. You wouldn't question no. it. You wouldn't think it's any different. You'd be like, you know, oh, it's variable maybe from, you know, if you thought anything. Yeah, from a couple you'd things. You'd think maybe it's, oh, well, you know. Maybe you had his thumb in it when he carried it over to me. Or <laughs> you know. Yeah. I love that, the, the, the right. waiter thumb carry. Like, really, nice. dude? Come on. Uh, Chad, what do you? What's, what's your opinion on this? Uh, oh, I don't think I'm on here. Uh, I would say cloned as well, uh-huh. and I think you know, just both beers really have the same characteristics all the way through. Yeah, it's smokiness, a little bit of bitterness towards the end. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'd say cloned, and good job there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fantastic beer, by the way. Okay, it's awesome. And uh, tasty. How about you? Well, I uh, was going with the crowd here. I'm saying cloned. Uh, yeah, I could. Uh, taste uh the recipe uh in one and the other i mean they i could see where they're lining up uh in terms of uh, hitting all the uh flavor points mm-hmm. uh in the recipe so uh, yeah i think it's a pretty good match and uh gp did a great job of brewing this beer it's a nice clean ferment all right justin how about you i hate to do it i hate to agree <laughs> <laughs> generally all right, yeah. well you can you yeah. want to just be the pain in the ass <laughs> Yeah, great job, JP. I think no, that thanks. they are cloned. Uh, uh, just really similar. Uh, the mouth feels the same. Color is, is perfect. The guys were telling me in the chat room, even on the webcam, they see the color looks nice. Hmm. Uh, wow, they can see that? They can see it, yeah. That's crazy. That's high-definition webcam we, we have. Well, I guess uh, I'm, I'm used to like your monitor where it's just a little tiny square. Yeah, no, it's really nice so. on a regular. And But uh, the, the smokiness, mm-hmm. which is really subtle in both beers, I think yeah. is... It's pretty spot on. It's cloned, yeah. man. It's uh, just a good job. Well, I thought the you know the same thing. You know the the mouth feels the same. The smokiness is the same. Colors the same. Uh, carbonation is slightly different between the two, hmm. but oh, you know, big deal. You know, you can carbonate one and you know up or down. Uh, yeah. When when you uh, have the ability to keg beer, but uh, you know, I'm I'm really surprised <laughs> at. Uh, how close the the smoke level is because yeah. that's one of the things that's very difficult to get in a beer when you when you're dealing with this level of smoke if you're talking super intense smoke you could just load a shitload of you know smoke mold in there and overdo it and right. you're done but if you're trying to do something subtle that's balanced well with the roasty and the sweetness and all the malt background like this beer is then uh you know it uh, <clears throat> It becomes a little trickier because the the smoke mullet that you get, you know, if it's not fresh, if it's not, you know, consistent, um, you know, you're not matching up with the level of smokiness of the malts, you can put the same amount in, but you're not going to get the same smoke flavor. So that's that's a 
that's when I thought uh, that's where I thought the clone not cloned would would fail on the spear. I thought that was going to be the the tricky one. The level of smoke. I, I yeah. agree. When you first uh, you know we're talking about the spear, I was like, ah, that's going to be that's going to be rough because yeah, because the, some of the, the the smoke beers that I've had, uh, my favorite is probably Rogue Smoke. Probably no surprise there. Um, and that's really smoky. That's more smoky than this. And I looked at this, and it's a twenty percent smoked malt. I'm going, dude. That's way too much. I, there's no way this is going to be a bomb. Um, and then I milled the grain, and I'm smelling it, and I go, well, maybe it's too little because I, it was hard to smell among the other flavors of the fresh milled, you know, grain. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when it was fermenting, then I'm like, oh, okay, now it's now it's way too smoky. And, and so I kind of went back and forth on it. But, um, didn't adjust it from you know the recipe you gave me, and it's uh, it, it, I think it right. came out really really well balanced. So you think you think it's uh, cloned as well? Yes, I do. Okay. I do. Um, if so, I may say so, you, uh, unanimous, <laughs> no, unanimous yeah. wow. decision, which is is rare around here. The chat room wants me to send Chad over to JP's house and see if there's an empty bottle of Captain Lawrence smoke <laughs> porter somewhere in his kitchen. It's well, kind of unbelievable. They're not I'll, buying it. I'll, t- I'll, I'll tell you this: <laughs> it's really not that easy to get out here. Now, this is a beer they don't brew that often, and when they do, it's only sold in their brew pub and at the brewery. So. Uh, we uh, we have uh, Sean and Ray to thank from uh, New York City Homebrewers Guild for uh, New York City Homebrewers Guild picked up the tab for shipping a growler. Wow! Of uh, the, uh, the the smoke porter out here, they also shipped us the uh, the uh, the extra gold. Thank you. So, yeah, uh, you know, it's, <laughs> I don't think it's that easy to get out here. So, uh, but chances are, JP uh, brewed this one. I don't think he had a way of. Uh, <laughs> No way of faking it. It's too bad. And uh, you know, good. be a good story. It would be great radio if, if he had screwed, it, if he had cheated us. <laughs> but it's a good beer, JP. Oh, yeah. thanks. Yeah. Maybe All next right. time I can clone uh, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. For you. <laughs> well, let me <laughs> yeah. something you know, I can buy tomorrow. locally. Yeah. yeah, I can clone Budweiser for you. No <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. great. Yeah, I'm I'm that good of a homebrew. I can do Budweiser. Yeah. Let me let me go over the recipe real quick, and uh, let's see here. Uh, starting gravity is, uh, 1068, uh, anticipated mm-hmm. SRM is 35.9, about 36 SRM, uh, using the Mori color, anticipated IBUs is 35 using the Rager formula and pellet hops, uh, so efficiency is 70%, work boil time is 70 minutes. Uh, let's see here, <clears throat> for all grain and metric, we're talking, uh, uh, pale ale malt, or a uh, pale malt, uh, domestic two row, uh, 4.3 kilograms, and uh, smoked, and this for six gallons of wort at the end of the boil. Say all the same parameters as every show we've done <laughs> for the last four years. Uh, same thing as in brewing classic styles. Uh, 1.45 kilograms of a smoked uh, malt, uh, smoked uh, like a Bamberg malt, uh, Vireman, that's what you used, uh, yes, JP? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. Uh, 670 grams of a uh, dark Munich, 670 grams of uh, Crystal Lady, uh, 300 grams of uh, Carafa Special 3. Special is the huskless, and uh, so it's not as roasty. And 60 grams of uh, chocolate malt, uh, Great Britain chocolate malt, 475 love is what I have here. Uh, <coughs> hops would be... Uh, 12, uh, 12.5 grams of Summit at uh, 18.5 alpha acid. That's uh, first word hopping. And then uh, 43.88 grams of crystal uh, hops, uh, 3.25% alpha acid. 
at uh, 20 minutes. And then uh, ferment it out with uh, uh, White Labs uh, WLP-001 or uh, Y-East-1056, uh, California Ale-East. Uh, mash was, uh, let's see here, 154 uh, Fahrenheit, uh, 60 minutes. And uh, gypsum to the mash, ferment at uh, 69 to 70 degrees Fahrenheit, final gravity 4.5 Play-Doh. And uh, in the mash, uh, 0.56 grams per gallon uh, gypsum in the same amount of calcium carbonate. All right. If you're uh, an extract brewer, you're going to go uh, – the, the big problem with this for extract brewers is you really need to partial mash those uh, – the smoke malt and the Munich malt. Uh, they're, you know, they're not steeping grains. You can and – you know, it'll be all right, but uh, ideally you want to do a do a mini mash at least or partial mash. Uh, you would swap out the uh, the the two row malt with uh, two point nine five kilograms of a uh, liquid pale malt extract, and that should get you close to uh, uh, an extract batch. Imperial. Instead of imperial, I'm just going to do percentages here. Uh, for uh, and you all should be working in metric. It's just much easier. Tasty and I have converted over. <laughs> Screw the whole imperial thing. The metric all the way, baby. It's so much easier to do these shows in metric. When you're trying to convert somebody's, you know, however many pounds and kilos and, you know, and, yeah. and so many barrels, and then you want to make it, turn it into, uh, you know, something you can brew on a homebrew scale? Yeah. Just use metric because then, <laughs> you know, it, it, it works. You're not ending up with, uh, you know, point, uh, 9.48 pounds of pale malt. <laughs> you know, instead, you know, you can go grams and you can, you know, your scale and you're nice and accurate. Maybe just email you. You'll yeah, do it exactly. for us. Yeah, sure I will. Uh, so 57.8% uh, pale malt, 19.5% uh, smoked malt, 8.9% Munich 8.9% Crystal Lady, 4% Carafa Special 3, and 0.8% Chocolate Malt. And then uh, the hops would be 0.44 ounce, whatever the hell that is. Uh, Summit, and uh, 1.55 ounce of Crystal. And uh, that's about it. That is the recipe. Did I cover everything in the recipe? Yeah. You should have a little converter on yeah. Mr. Multi. <coughs> Uh, you know, ounces to grams and all that kind of nonsense. Can you give the OG FG again? Because uh, the chat seems to think you gave OG uh-huh. and then finishing in Play-Doh. Yeah. Oh, you can't convert Play-Doh to, 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 to you know. Now you're really throwing it. You're doing, one, uh, you're doing half of it in one uh, <laughs> measurement. Just to see if they're half in the, Yeah, I kind of like it, but they're, yeah. they're bitching. All right, so the starting gravity is 16.58 Play-Doh. Okay. 1068. And the finishing is four point five Play-Doh, which is going to be sixteen, going to be 18. eighteen, ten, eighteen, around in there. Okay, okay, thank you. Yeah, troublemakers, you. And the other thing they're saying that if you are going to, if you're going to bang on about metric, you, you're also going to have to move over to Celsius. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's <laughs> they true. want you to make full conversion if you're going to. The problem. Okay, here's here's the reason why metric works really well with things like hops and all that because you you can deal in grams and grams yeah. are you know quite precise. Uh, you know, it's a small unit of measure, and all our scales work in grams. Most of the scales that we're working with, you can switch them over to grams, and you know, great precision. The thing about Celsius versus Fahrenheit: if I talk one degree Celsius, you're talking about two degrees Fahrenheit. So when I talk Fahrenheit, 
it's a more precise measure of temperature than you know it, as far as units. So it's, it's got a, a finer units of yeah, uh, yeah. still whole uh, units. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I kind of like Fahrenheit. Instead of uh, going Fahrenheit, with it, will you at least start spelling color and flavor with a U? <laughs> yeah, I think yes, for okay. our European and I will substitute all S's with Z's. Yeah, that might I mean be Z's. Z's. Yeah, that might be fine for our Euro <laughs> listeners. Right, right. Color. I'll tell you what. I'll put on a, a speedo. Uh, for the next show, <laughs> yeah. yeah, make and, up for uh, all of it. Great, and, and uh, parade around on <laughs> the camera. Plenty of euro, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll that'll uh, that'll euro everything up. Yeah, that's more euro than we can even handle. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right, let's take a short break, yeah. and when we come back, let's hear from JP about uh, you know how he brewed this and how he he made such a uh, excellent clone of Uh-oh. this fine beer. Back after this. Hi, my roommate's gone for the weekend, and I'm wearing something flimsy. Listen, baby, I told her not to call me after eight. I gotta go. Who is that? Your girlfriend? Shut up, thug. Did you guys get the cauldron set up on the altar of my yard? If you weren't so busy getting booty calls, you know that. All right, I'm using the scroll of Mosher to boil the first decoction. You took too long. The color is now dark and past the point where you can still call it a pilsner. This sucks. Ugh, I hate it when Greg's the brewmaster. What's this? Poindexter Urkel? Dude, can't you see we're in the middle of a brew session? Is that an actual beer? Yeah, I crafted it. I don't really use the dice anymore. I'm a 10th level beer nerd. (gasps) Are you a 10th level beer nerd? Do you belch White Labs 833 and crap Simcoe? Then you're in good company at Northern Brewer. Check out Northern Brewer's huge selection of dorky beer kits, including the Cylon Detecting Three-Hearted Ale and the Collector's Item Super Alt. Mine's in mint condition because it's still in the box. Make 10th level at northernbrewer.com. Hey, what are you doing, man? Writing a review of WLP 400. What? You're reviewing yeast? Yeah. White Labs has home brewer reviews of all their strains. Are you new to these interwebs? Check it out. That's awesome. White Labs, your source for great yeast, invites all brewers to visit whitelabs.com to read and write your own reviews of all their yeast strains. Get real-world tips and tricks from other brewers who have made the most of their vials and post your own experiences. It's another way White Labs brings you closer to the best yeast on the planet. And send. There you go. You misspelled flocculate, dude. What? Ah. White Labs. It's all in the vial. Hey, Push, the new brewery's looking good. Thanks, Finn. Piece by piece. Well, let's fire her up. Whoa! Is that a new kettle? Yeah, just got it brand new, but paid half price. What? And that blade scale? 40% off. The new tap handle? Five bucks instead of 13. Got a new regulator for the brew stand, too, but five bucks instead of 25. Dude, where are you stealing all this stuff from? Where else? The more beer deal of the day. Announcing the Beer, Beer, and More Beer Deal of the Day. Every day, a new fantastic deal from big items to small that will blow you away. Boil kennels, carboy carriers, sterile siphon starters, digital timers. Watch morebeer.com every day for a new deal, and you just might find the item you've been waiting for at a price you cannot believe. Hurry, because stock is limited on most items. And that sweet Guinness cap, let me guess. The The More Beer beer Deal deal of of the day. Day. Yeah, I knew it. Come on, let's brew something. Find the More Beer Deal of the Day at morebeer.com. Celebrity Voices Impersonated. Have you ever noticed the pathetic look on the face of the Brewcaster poster boy? That's the look of a child that survives on ramen noodles and home brew. Subprime Meltdown doesn't even begin to describe what this kid has been through. He lives this grim existence for his army, the Brewing Network Army. 
Times are tough for everybody. It's like getting stuck in time two days before payday. Cash is tighter than a post-it IOU stuck in a stripper's sweaty G-string. The unicorn's horn is limp and the rainbow has lost its color. But you can help change all that. If you were to take that sparkling change in your pocket and plop it on the table for the BN instead of that extra pint at happy hour, then the world could be a brighter place. When you buy a round for the BN, you buy a round for yourself and your fellow soldiers. And that's what it's all about. That and being entered into the reoccurring donor monthly raffle. So step up and start your own economic stimulus package. For just a few bucks a month, you can stimulate the unicorn, the rainbow, and a brewcaster. Hit that donate button just like you'd hit on that crazy bitch at the bar right after last call. You'll be really happy about it in the morning. Hero, what's it feel like? Take awesome and multiply it by two. Yeah! <laughs> Spraying live beer radio all over your face. <laughs> Can't get any better than this, baby. <laughs> it's the Brewing Network. And now, suck it, Tasty. All right, we're back. We're talking uh, Captain Lawrence Smoke Porter, another fine, fine beer yeah. from uh, Scott Car out in Captain Lawrence out in New York, New York City. Scott is the Tennille to the Captain Lawrence, right? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Mike, don't glare at me like that. <laughs> well, I'm about the only person in the... Uh, the, yeah, that's the, pretty like listeners, old pop culture. Uh, yeah, they, the listeners under like fifty are yeah. not going to quite get that. I'm acting like I didn't get it. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, what See, was that? Wouldn't, you're like, oh. Tasty was looking at me like I farted, <laughs> which I kind of <laughs> did lay an egg right yeah, there. But yeah, yeah. all right, so uh, JP, <laughs> you know uh, this was your challenge, and yes. you did an, an excellent job. Thank so you. tell us how you were able to uh, clone this beer based on based on the recipe you got. Well, I did a lot of drugs. Uh huh. No. Um, I you know really I gotta say uh, I followed the recipe that you gave me mm-hmm. to to the T I mashed you know, I hit my mash temp at one fifty four fermented at sixty nine degrees used uh, White Labs California ale yeast boiled for seventy minutes uh, I hit my my starting gravity number um, it was all process I think mm-hmm. is really and it's kind of more of a testament to you know over time you get your process down and then you can brew whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you you know you really learn your system and and you get your process down and uh, your fermentation and then you can better understand uh, the makeup of other beers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I mean? when the recipe matters. Is when you got your process it, it, down. Exactly. Then the recipe is driving it. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly right. This is very recipe driven. I didn't yeah. really do anything. I just paid attention. If you got a half ass process or you can't uh, yeah. you know sanitize things right or you know pitch a good healthy yeast, then who cares what your recipe is? You won't be cloning this beer. Yeah, exactly. Like well, like with the uh, Shakespeare Stout clone that Nate and I did, mm-hmm. um, I wasn't kind of paying attention. I put too much you know whirl flock mm-hmm. in and had a boil over a little bit and kind of had some other issues. Issues, it's but still really good beer. It was still really good, right? <laughs> but uh, but this I, I just I pay, pay, I paid attention to, and um, mm-hmm. that was really it. I mean, I wish I could say I have some well, cool see, technique or now, whatever. On this one, did you brew by yourself? I brewed by my yes. Well, I had right. cats running in and out. Okay, but, well, yeah, you brewed by yourself. <laughs> yeah. I know you don't think so, but well, the I, rest of us, you brewed by yourself. They don't think so either. So <laughs> now, now uh, but she, see, I think here's I'm going to put things. my cat on credit when I fill this now, out like an assistant brewer. <laughs> yes, Trumpy. Now, 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 Nathan's a great brewer, but I think 
when you when you get people together, when you get a couple of brewers together, yeah. you tend to have some beers, you tend to like talk, you tend to, you know, all of a sudden yeah, you think right. the other person's looking and you become a little more lax and they become a little more lax and then the beer becomes screwed up. I cannot brew good beer when other people, people want to come over and brew together and I'm like, great, I enjoy that, that part of the process. Yeah. But I'm I'm running my mouth. I'm worried that I got pouring food a beer, for everybody, you know. pouring beer, Try this. drinking. You know, yeah. when I brew by myself, I don't say a word. I'm the yeah. only one around. I don't drink anything. You're ten minutes ahead of schedule. Everything's um, everything. You know, like like a robot in a factory. I'm like totally on top of all my marks, and everything works out great. Well, so it's not you know it's, it's great to brew with friends. It's yeah. enjoyable. But when you're, you know, when you want precision, you know, brewing by yourself, I think, I think there's something, something to that. And you're absolutely right. Uh, when Nate came over to do the Shakespeare Stout clone, uh, he was actually uh, on antibiotics or something like that, so he wasn't drinking. So we didn't drink a whole lot. But and we you were know talking. how antibiotics makes you crazy in the head. It's, yeah, you know. But we weren't talking. We were the t- new stoner <laughs> drug. <laughs> the new thing. Yeah. Uh, we were still talking, um, but I did very much get almost starstruck in a way because I do like Nate a lot and I like his beers a lot. And uh, so He's I was got like, "That sexy hair." He has that awesome hair. It's like angel hair pasta on my face. What? Yeah. Um, but I, yeah. but I, I very on much crush, did. Yeah. I very much did want to make sure I'm like uh, paying attention to every little detail uh, because I don't want Nate to think that I'm some slacker ass brewer. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So I, w- I was kind of overdoing it. Right. I think, right. and where this, I was much more in my element. All right. Um, All right. Like the beer, my sponge beer that you guys are making fun of me for. SpongeBob's sponge I, beer. Yeah. I, I had, I was teaching my nephew how to brew, and I had my yeah. buddy over, and we were all kind of it bullshitting. distracts you, and you know, yeah, exactly. And next yeah. thing you know, you're fishing your sponge out of your you're fermenter. To, you're having to talk to somebody. Yeah. You're not, you're not totally focused. Yeah. yeah so I, I absolutely agree. If you're, you know, um, if you're brewing for precision, mm-hmm. uh, do it alone. Now, what about on ingredients for this beer? Now, you had the the, the uh, White Labs O one. What about uh, the other ingredients? Do you had all the the same malts that that they specified? What um, about hops? I didn't have the Carafa three, so uh-huh. I used the Carafa two. Oh, okay. Now, see, that would be that was a good one. That, uh, well, because Carafa yeah. two, Carafa three, and Carafa one, uh, and, and the special Carafa two. Um, I think that's around what four hundred to five hundred Levabon in there, or the three fifty four fifty, like four twelve low yeah. fours. Okay, and ish. then uh, Carafa three ranges like four fifty to six hundred mm. I'm kind of guessing here. I, I'm going off of memory, so I would think that that would make a difference. But it, it's really a fairly small amount, isn't it? Four percent. Four percent. You would think you'd taste yeah. it. Hmm. That's interesting. Well, what would, what would the flavor differences it. between the two? Uh, you know, it's a uh, it's a more of a coffee on the uh, Carafa three than mm. on the uh, Carafa two. Mm. You know, more chocolatey on the Carafa two than the Carafa three. <clears throat> Maybe that darker head too, as well. Right, right. So Maybe. Chad had pointed out. He goes, "Hey, the the head's a little darker on this one than on this other one," and so I think Chad was picking out. You know, that would one show of those up there. Differences. Yeah. A little difference, yeah. But, subtle. I mean, subtle. Yeah, but I'm if you surprised. but if you hold the glasses up to the light, you can't really no. right. No. You can't really no. tell. No. Colors. Yeah. Spot right. on. So that That's was amazing. Yeah, it was it was kind of cool. I was like, well, I hope it you know I hope it, it comes out. And then uh, huh. I didn't have the hops that you wanted. Right. Right. So I used Amarillo for the bitter, and then Mount Hood for the. Uh, what flavor? I guess at twenty minutes, right? Mm-hmm. How did you choose those as replacements? 
Um, I was actually looking in uh, Beersmith, um, and they give you know you kind of mouse over the uh, the options, and they'll give you um, substitutions. Great. Um, I thought you would have gone to the back, the appendix of Brewing Classic Styles, and the hop substitution chart. There. <laughs> uh, that book is actually framed in my house, <laughs> and I was at work doing That's this. plugging a hole yeah. in, in the wall. Yeah. I got, got one table leg shorter than the other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that a euphemism for being insane? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, I was doing this at work, so uh-huh. yeah. you don't tell anybody I work with. But yeah. That's a nice feature on Beersmith. It is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. yeah nice. So... Uh, that's that's how I, I figured. So sponsor, we'd talk about it more, but yeah. they are, they are, yeah. Oh yeah, free <laughs> that's, why that's why he's still talking. That's quality. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, and I also tried to match Alf Acid, you know, whatever I had. Mm-hmm. So. Right. Yeah. yeah, and I think you know you none of tell, us really. none of us commented on the difference in roast. We don't. We didn't comment no, didn't on the uh, the difference in uh, hop flavor either. You know, I well, think as long as you, the hot flavor is there, if as long as you have that kind of uh, floral, spicy, uh, hot flavor kind of in the background, mm-hmm. you know, balanced with everything else, then you well, know, and I think Mount Hood and Crystal are so friggin' similar, right? They're kind well, of you have that. Kind of, and this isn't a pale ale. This is a really a big malt. You know, yeah. Malt based there's a beer. lot of other things going yeah. on in here. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think it. I think it worked out. I think it worked out pretty well. Obviously, yeah, right? We but, love uh, it. Excellent so, job. Yeah, well, thanks. And it, 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 it's kind of neat that, um, you know, you can still, even though you may not have exactly all the ingredients or your mm-hmm. hops may be different or whatever, you can still get right. really close yeah. to something on your own. So. Yeah. I was waiting for you to say, well, I really didn't have the yeast either, and I used something <laughs> else. Did you change the grain bill? You changed yeah. the hops? Was like, <laughs> well, the oh, pale malt. Really that at yeah. All. Yeah. I didn't really have pale malt. I didn't had have uh, smoked malt, so I, had I, so I lit up a cigarette and <laughs> yeah. blew into the fermenter. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, butted my cigar into the bottom of my boil kettle. It's kind of like a first wart hopping. <laughs> first cigar hopping. Yeah. Uh, well, and that's one of the things about smoke malt also. You were talking about how when you mill the grains, you're like, well, there's not enough smoke malt here. Yeah. And then it was in the fermenter. It's like, well, there's way too much smoke in here. You know, one of the things that happens is the vigor of the fermentation can blow off some of those phenolics. Yeah. Uh, and, and affect some of that, uh, that smoke character as well. Yeah. Because if you can smell it coming out of the fermenter mm-hmm. it's no longer in the beer so it's right. interesting that you ended up getting i mean the smoke is pretty dead nuts on on these two beers none of us commented that the smoke was really different right yeah. um so it's interesting that you know your fermentation activity and what kind of fermenter did you use and what how did you uh, I have a stainless uh, conical uh, temperature controlled more beer uh-huh. stainless conical uh-huh um, and I just set it to 69 degrees and dialed it in, and then it it and you got, put a it'll three, get to 70, and then it'll yeah. come back down to 68, and so it'll just and you one put a three piece airlock on that. Um, I actually have a uh, a cask breather, you know, oh, like uh-huh. you would find mainly it's for wine ferments and such um, uh-huh. for variable volume tanks. So if it'll only get one psi of pressure in the tank mm-hmm. before it blows off, mm-hmm. and then if you cool it down and um, and everything kind of you know c- contracts, mm-hmm. and instead of pulling in um, you know your star sand or whatever you're filling with your airlock, it'll actually it's connected to your CO2 tank, right. so right. it'll just pull in mm-hmm. one psi of CO2. 
They use these on, so, uh, you know, uh, beer, beer engines. engines. Beer engines. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah. yeah, I've pulled. I've done that star sand I, pull in. Yeah, it's irritating. <laughs> yeah, but so this is great. So you just set it. The only problem I had is I don't ferment at sixty nine degrees. I ferment at low sixties, like sixty sixty four. Uh-huh. And I had I had blow off, and it went into my bleeder valve. Oh, yeah. so I had to take it apart and kind of clean all that, which is fine. I mean, it's yeah. it's a pretty simple you know machine for for what it does, for how uh-huh. precise it is. But uh, it was it was great. Huh. I was really really impressed with it. Cool. All right. Uh, any questions from the chat room? Yeah, we did have a few questions. Uh, who is this guy that you're calling JP, and how did he clone this beer? <laughs> That's the first question. Yeah. Where's the real JP? Yeah. Well, uh, no. oh, I see what you're saying. Never JP mind. John Palmer. Never mind. Uh, Tom from Rally is writing in. Uh, he wants to know kind of about the style a little bit. Uh, he's asking, he, he says that uh, smoked uh, porter being a hybrid style reminds him a little bit of uh, a more recent hybrid style like a black IPA. Yeah, not really a hybrid style. It's um, It would be other smoked beer. Okay. It's kind of a hybrid of two. Styles? No? no Porter and you know, smoked beer? And if you're talking BJCP, when they talk uh, hybrids, they're talking, you know, between an ale and a lager. I see. Okay. Okay. Well, he's curious. He says the style reminds him a little bit like a like a black IPA um, when, when he's tasting them. Um, it it's okay. It doesn't matter. Jamie, yes, let me finish. I'm confused. His yes. question is, uh, <laughs> would a smoked IPA work? He wants to know uh, something. So something with more hops, uh, or would it kind of battle against the citrusy hop type of flavor? I think one of the the great things about this Captain Lawrence Smoke Porter is that it's got a great balance between, you know, the the malt characters, the roasted malts, the crystal malts, the base malt, the hops, and the smoke, and they you know and residual sweetness and everything works together beautifully. So. You know, I, I I think that's one of the advantages of, of a porter as a smoked beer. IPA, I don't know. You know, with all those, if you're a really hoppy, dry IPA with, you know, smoke, I don't know. I, I think it'd be like a lot of Belgian beers that don't work very well with the, with the smoke. Might clash with that. Or with the hop flavor. Hops, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Shunt from Canada. Congratulations, you jerk. Uh <laughs> Wants to know if uh, bad fermentation conditions can lead to um, that over-the-top smoke taste, or is that just from from grain selection or or how much grain you, you've put in? I think it's just from being Canadian, <laughs> right? That's, that's you get that bad well, smoke. Yeah, and I would think um, I don't know what the rest of you guys think, but I think that you know the the vigor of fermentation uh, tends to drive off some of those those compounds, so. You know, depending on, you know, if you have a really bad fermentation, you know, and you're not getting a lot of uh, activity uh, blowing off some of those those phenols, then, you know, it can result in more smoke. But, you know, you'd, you'd have to have overdone it to start with. Or Is he saying, know. is he asking if smoke is a, a, like a fermentation byproduct? No, I think he's asking if it, will, if it will It'll contribute volatize. to that more, that over-the-top smoky flavor oh, that a lot of us don't like. Specifically with smoky Will beers. it make it worse? Uh, yeah. okay. I would imagine if right. you have a really crappy fermentation and you get like a, you know wild yeast or something in there and you're getting some phenols from a wild yeast, they could really contribute to... You know, kind of 
accentuate maybe that smoke character as well. Mm. You know, some medicinal things like that, a kind of a spicy, peppery. You know, they're all phenolic compounds, and I think you could get something going that way. Okay. Um, so here's another question uh, referring to you talking about the how the smoke malts can't just be steeped, that they, they have to be mashed in, yeah. in some way, whether it be a mini mash. So his question is kind of more, yeah, he wants to know, you know, is it possible to get the kind of smoky taste and smell um, just by steeping them and then, you know, maybe you compensate with whatever you're missing in gravity with with some more extract or something? It's not really the gravity thing, though. It's, um, you know, it's it's ending up with a bunch of starch in your beer, you know, because you end up rinsing out just a bunch of starch into your beer. And what does that end up meaning? Uh, you know, hazy, starchy tasting. Stringency. You know, um, okay. Uh, you know, it's just not the best thing. It's 40. really easy to do a uh, a mini mash where, you know, the difference between steeping and a mini mash is making sure you got a temperature somewhere in the 150 Fahrenheit's ranges, anywhere from 150 to 160 Fahrenheit, right? And you know, using an appropriate ratio of water to grain, you know, somewhere between, you know, one pound per quart and, you know, uh, one pound per two quarts, right? And everything. Um, you know, somewhere in there. Sure. And then, uh, you know, just kind of holding it at that temperature for half an hour to an hour. And that's it. That's the difference between steeping and mini mashing. Yeah. Uh, you know, on grains that can be converted. And Munich will self-convert, uh, Aromatic will self-convert. Uh, I think the smoke malts will self-convert as well. But if not, you just throw in a pound of your, your base domestic two-row, and that'll convert everything. It's got enough enzymes. If you give it enough time, you know, you can swirl it around every once in a while. Just kind of keep it at, in that temperature range. Shoot for 154, 155 Fahrenheit. Really doesn't, you don't care about what kind of sugars you're getting from it. You don't need like really fermentable or really, you know, dextrinous. You just want it all to convert. And uh, that's, that's the only thing you're doing. So if you're in that middle range, you just hold it for an hour at that temperature. It doesn't have to be precise. You don't have to worry about pH. You don't have to worry about anything. And it'll, it'll convert. So it's steeping with a little bit of precision. Okay. Easy enough? Yeah, it's super simple. All right. Uh, the dark side in the chat room wants to know, will the smoke character stick around in a plastic fermenter such as a better bottle fermenter? You know, is yeah, it gonna... Better bottles are pretty. Uh, I don't think they absorb a lot of flavor or aromatic compounds, so I don't think that's a problem. Okay, I would I think... say no more than hop oils. Yeah, you, yeah. Know, you could make an IPA or something. You got to make sure you clean it out really well. But I don't think the smoke would stick around any more than a hoppy beer would stick around. Yeah. Smoke's pretty light on this one anyway, yeah. so this right. particular recipe right. probably be fine. Yeah, you know, maybe in a plastic bucket. Those those polyethylene or poly yeah you know, polyethylene buckets yeah. those will absorb more than a better bottle will. Better bottle is like a uh, polycarbonate, isn't it? And so it's not. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it's not. It it doesn't absorb a whole lot. Okay. And then uh, Westco in the chat wants to know: uh, Will the smoke flavor go away with age? Is this something that diminishes, vanishes? You know, I think that's a tricky one. And and like uh, you know hop characters go away and uh you know bitterness goes away and a lot of things go away but you know i think uh you know smoke can either like start to rise and then fall and i don't know i think uh yeah i can okay 
Maybe. I do know. You know, Depends I've been to timing. At, at GABF every year. Uh, Alaskan likes to do verticals of their smoked porter. Mm-hmm. And they go back pretty far sometimes. I've had yeah. some, some fairly old ones. They're still smoky as hell. That's right. a really smoky beer to right. begin with. But yeah. And each one will be like, some will be smokier than others. Yeah. And it's like, well, you know, they weren't that way when initially. So. Yeah. yeah. And I've done, uh, you know, uh, like a. a, 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 a a uh, Rauch beer where you know it's just super smoky, and then over time, um, you know, some of them seem a little smokier at some points, and some seem less smoky at some points. It just depends. Okay. All right, and finally, Sedge uh, J- would like JP to enter this beer uh, NHC with Frumpy or whatever the hell your cat's name is as your assistant brewer. Trumpy, because mm-hmm. uh, she likes to run around. They would like to see that if you were going I, to. I will. Okay. You know, in fact, I'll name it like uh, Trumpy's coat or like, something. Like Trumpy, dumb better. like that. All right, that's it from the chat room, guys. All right, cool. So another fine uh, can you brew it? Thanks to our uh, sponsor, Northern Brewer, mm-hmm. and uh, thanks to you, uh, JP, for for uh, meeting this challenge. And delivering. Well, uh, you know, I'd like to thank uh, you and Tasty for uh, having me on the show. And uh, I'd like to thank you for, uh, I'd like to congratulate you for picking me to do this. Yeah. You so join our, our crew. We, we, of, think, uh, we thought it was a good choice. We were right. Master yeah. cloners. Well, you know. You've done it. Uh, I appreciate it. It was, it was a great time. Uh, great. Uh, yeah. Never done a smoked beer like this before. Never. Not that came out like this. So great recipe. Captain Lawrence. Uh, knows how to broom. So. Thanks to Scott Vaccaro. Yeah. Uh, give him a give him a buzz and tell him how much you appreciate him yeah. participating with us in this show. Yeah. If you get a chance, uh, BYO, you can you can subscribe off of the Brewing Network site. Click on that BYO button and uh, pick yourself up a subscription. They kick back a bunch to us. And uh, also go check out northernbrewer.com. Great sponsor of this show. Till then, be strong and often. <laughs>